Welcome to Connecting Greeks, a streaming comedy show and podcast designed to explore and enhance Greek culture around the world. Join hosts Angelo, Adi, and Foti as they bring you fun and interesting guests from all walks of Greek life. Grab a cafedaki and join us. Welcome everyone to another excellent episode of Connecting Greeks, the show that brings you Greeks from all over the world. I am Ari. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Um, right now down in D.C., my co-host Foti Stamos up in Boston. Hello, Foti. Also Ari. How's it going? It's going. All right, good. Well said. Thank you. And all the way across the nation, we got the man, the legend, Angelo Tsarukas. Yasu Angelo. Hi, Ari. Hi, Foti. Angelo. Uh, yes. I'm in Los Angeles, but as you can see by my backdrop today, I'm in a very Montreal state of mind. You know, I, I'm always Montreal. in a Montreal state of mind, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because the weather's been crap here in L.A. now. <clears throat> We're getting snow and rain, and now I'm thinking, I'm missing my native Montreal, and I'm missing the delis and the souvlaki. And oh, I'm yeah. just, so I, I, this is, today I dedicate, I want to dedicate today to Montreal, my, uh, awesome, my hometown. You know, I grew up in Ottawa, really, but I mean, Montreal is where my hardest I, I, I have no i don't have one single bad memory of montreal that is the greatest Montreal's city ever great. <laughs> I do. Was, it's funny because people will uh people will say oh you shouldn't have said that and, and i stay in a panagamitita because i don't <laughs> care anymore people say you shouldn't say those things anymore we haven't worked in a year right so it's like we're, we're, we're at the point now where whether we're uh, and i think our show's done you know i just want to say i'm very proud of this podcast we, i'm so happy to work with you guys yeah. Because, you know, when three Greeks get together, it could be a disaster. Uh, you know, it could be our egos get in the way. But this has been, uh, I love you guys. I think this has been a wonderful thing. And we can joke with each other. Nobody gets mad. We'll fought a little bit, but that's because Tapini. And I'm just saying, I'm so happy. And I am and I just want to say, guys, <clears throat> I think it's good. The response I've been getting, I sh- you guys, the people listening to our podcast, yes. they're loving it. Awesome. And we're bringing and a lot of good guests. That- we, we equally feel, if not more, uh, honored that, that we're able to do this with you because it's been a blessing that we've been able to launch something like this as first it was just like a thought and idea and a vision. And now we're actually yeah. putting it to reality. And as you said, we constantly get feedback, calls, text messages. Thanks to you. Yeah, it's good. Well, I thought you were going to say you were mutually annoyed with me <laughs> as I was with you guys. We, we, that, we, wait you're off, we wait till you're off the call, Angelo, and then we bitch about you. <laughs> well, you know, I'm very excited about our guest this week. He comes all the way from Johannesburg, South Africa, Ooh. which has a very vibrant Greek community. And I have been there many times. I've done shows. This, this is a unique individual. I've always been a fan of his. We have a mutual, I, you know, if you meet people in a parallel universe and he's one of these guys, you know, he's an award-winning stage actor, voice artist, playwright, comic. He's a wow. businessman. He's Greek. I mean, he, you know, he, he's a foodie. Mm. I mean, shit, this is a guy. If I was to marry a dude that was as close <laughs> to me, it would be this guy. Wow. You know? 
and I, that, I, I can say, <laughs> I, but I mean, because it was one of those things. And you can say that now, Nibirazi, Nibirazi. But the thing is, uh, <clears throat> very happy to have him on the show, and I'm sure he's going to be laughing about this. His friends call him Harry Sid, but we know him as Harry Sideropoulos. Harry, welcome to Connecting hey, hey, Living. I will, I will gladly marry you, Angelo. I'll gladly. I mean, I think we could live a good life together. We could. I'm going to get. I'm going to get ordained, and I'm going to do the ceremony. Thank you. I'll do the cubano. We got the cubano with it, Harry, and we're, and we're what they call bears, Harry. We'd be the arcudes, right? We'd be we'd be the arcudes, and, we'd be the, and not that there's we're not making fun of anybody. No, 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 no. We're just saying that if we're we just, were, you know, it's like it's okay. I don't want you know anybody of uh, the LGBTQ community calling us, accusing us of. No, we're just. If no, I said no, if, this, if this I was is, to, this comes it, from like, love. This comes from love. It comes from love. So yeah. Yeah. brotherly love. I'm thrilled to be here. I I met Angelo uh, many many years ago. He was doing a show at a at a at a, at a theater in um, Toronto, uh, and then he came to South Africa. And I was doing a show in Toronto, and he was doing a show in Johannesburg at the oh, same time. Wow. And we got mutual friends, and I'm a huge fan of his, and I'm a huge fan of this podcast. I think it's amazing to connect Greeks from around the world because we really realize how much we've got in common. We all fucked up, man, and it's glorious. <laughs> that it's just amazing to see that a guy in Boston is just as fucked up with all the Greek insecurities as somebody in Joburg. And that, I love. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> now, it's funny you say it. Now, Harry, you know, even for myself, when I, I, the first time I went to South Africa, I went to the Cape Town Comedy Festival in 2003. And then I, then I went to Joburg and I found out about you. And when I met you in Canada, interestingly enough, guys, and this is why I think Harry's a perfect person, very accomplished in your own right, Harry, and your and your native South Africa. I know you've been many times to Canada and the States, and I know you were getting ready to do something right before uh, the COVID yes. hit. I think you were coming to Canada. Yeah, you know, we're going to be there at the same time. Now, the thing is, uh, what a lot of people don't understand is what a vibrant Greek community exists in South Africa. Yeah, you know, especially Joburg and Durban and Cape Town, Pretoria, Cape Town. and yeah. the one that starts with a B is a Bloomingsfield. What's it? What's Bloom, Bloemfontein. 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 Remember when they had the World Cup there, Harry? Yes. Greece was playing, and the you know, guys, there was a huge following of Greek fans. Oh wow! That were going to the thing. And I mean, I've got to say that Bloemfontein, Bloemfontein is a little bit like it's a little bit like Larissa. That's the best way I can describe. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> because there's a lot of there's because there's a lot of Greek Cypriot. And yes, Greek, a lot and Greeks. You know, yeah. and, and and the thing, guys, that people don't realize about South Africa that they eleven uh, different language dialects. Oh, wow. That's correct. And, and <clears throat> there's a huge Italian, Greek, Jewish. It's not It's not what people think it is. Now, I know the interesting thing is, and you know, Harry, I'll, I, I want to bring this up for a second because sure. it, it connects to this. And then we, I want to get into what you're doing. But just recently, we had Martin Luther King Day in, yes. uh, in the United States. And I was talking to a friend of mine who's a black African-American actor. Yeah. And he said, he said to me, he goes, you don't understand. And I'm going to tell you how the connection works here. He goes, you don't understand, he says to me, the plight of the black man because you're white. And I said to him, okay, slow your roll. 
all. First of all, in 1922, in Atlanta, Georgia, in the South, they would have signs up, and the guys know this, no Greeks, no Blacks, no Jews. Mm -hmm. Greeks. I said, 1964, walking across Selma in Alabama, or was it Mississippi, Alabama? I'm not sure. The Archbishop Metropolitan Yakovos was standing right next to Dr. Martin Luther King. Mm -hmm. Against the rules, uh, the wishes of the Greeks and the Greek church, he stood there. And the correlation I'm going to make now, because as you know, in your country, it was, uh, it was, it was apartheid. But when Mandela came out, the man, and I think you've met him, Harry, I think you have met him. the, The man that negotiated for the ANC, the African National Congress, Mandela didn't trust his own people. It was George uh, Bezos. Yeah, it was a Greek. The Greek. Mm-hmm. George, George Bezos. Bezos. That's right. George, George Bezos. Bezos who, George Bezos, who the theater was named after. It's a heady school. When I did the show and he was there. So and he passed uh, away a couple of months ago. Right. Oh, man, it, right. Yeah. So when I was there, Harry, I did the show when you were in Toronto, when I was in yes. Jobert. And what happened was I mentioned that what I, was, I studied him in school because when Mandela came out, that place, so your country could have been a powder keg. And yes. it wasn't because he came out. But the only guy he trusted was George Bezos yes. to, do, to, to make the negotiation, a human rights advocate who supported Absolutely. him. So I told this guy, and I told this uh, black African actor, prominent actor, I'm like, I can't say his name, and a few others, and I and I used this word, and I said to him, let me tell you something about Greeks. We have philotimo. Yeah. So regardless of the malakias that we do, we've always stood up for human rights everywhere during the end of time. Absolutely. And I know you can see, I think people paint South Africa with a bad brush, and it's it's I, I've had such a wonderful experience. I've been to your country so many times. And I always tell people, they they always ask me, what's your favorite place to go in the world? And I still tell them South Africa. And I mean, we, you, thank you for that. And it's, you know, George Bezos, we call him our uncle, you know, Uncle George, because right. that, you know, he was the founder of Saheti School, which is one of the most extraordinary private Greek schools in South Africa. And, and I was very privileged to go to that school. And my parents were a middle class Greek family. They didn't have money, but they believed in education like so many so many immigrants Italians Greeks Portuguese they arrived in, in different foreign countries in America in Canada and Australia and they wanted religion and they wanted their language and George Bezos created the school now what happens is the rest of the world bar Mandela doesn't really know much about South Africa and I think that's what's so unique about South Africa is that unlike America right. where my understanding of America is that you are a melting pot um, you know it's your first American in South Africa you are first Italian Greek Portuguese African Cosa you know um, Zulu uh, it's we in Greek so we very much like that but I think also because Johannesburg is not as beautiful as Cape Town we're very aware of that we know that Cape Town is awesome we, we know that I mean we know that but we especially Joburg as we have a we, we're very warm and friendly and during the World Cup it was quite extraordinary we were taking tourists into our cars and dropping them off at stadiums and that would never happen anywhere else in the world now up, we, we're a little bit like America right? in Johannesburg the distances are vast um, so we would just put people I took eight Lebanese people into my car uh, and I drove them like for half an hour and they were going oh my god you're like the second person that's done this for us so we're a new democracy we are very troubled like most developing countries we certainly have a big Greek community it's not as big as it used to be there were about 100,000 Greeks that arrived in the late 1800s we're now probably only about 30,000 we're nowhere close to what Canada is in Australia um, but we have huge um, leaders in industry, whether it's entertainment, whether it's hospitality, whether it's politics. We really, we, you know, one of the, the, the big boys working on the Johnson & Johnson
Johnson vaccine right now is 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 a, is a guy you know from a South African Greek boy. We have a huge Cypriot community, and there's a lot of opportunities. And I think what's great, and I enjoyed that when I was in Toronto, is the sense of in in South Africa we call it Ubuntu. Ubuntu is a sense of togetherness. Mm. And when I was walking down the Danforth, and all of a sudden I walked into a shop and I said Kalispera in Greek town, they went yes, is there any stuff of And all of a sudden there was this connection. And I think what we don't really realize, not only as Greeks, but for God's sake, as bloody human beings, global citizens, is that there's a lot more that unites us than divides us. So although I can't profess to understand what it's like being an African-American or a black South African, I certainly do know that we as Greeks, Italians, Portuguese, Jews, during the apartheid regime were not really wanted. They called us eight Londons. Eight <laughs> Londons fans means people that come from, from far away. So we weren't very wanted. So we had to create our own communities. Um, But having said that, we have got one of the most amazing constitutions in the world. I had the great pleasure many, many years ago, I used to work on a a very big uh, morning breakfast show. And we had the great privilege of interviewing Mandela. And I'll never forget him. We went to his his home and this man was this towering man. And I just, I started crying the minute I saw him because this man had all the, he had all the potential of coming out of prison and creating havoc. And yet he created one of the most amazing transitional phases in global history. True. And people who were racist all of a sudden saw this man and they idolized. And for me, that is a huge lesson. If you, after spending 27 years in prison, can come out. And let me tell you, I don't know if you know this, but he reenacted Sophocles' Antigone because he was a, very much an intellectual uh, in prison. It was one, and he played King Creon of, in, in Antigone in prison. So, wow. you know, Mandela was very much part of the old stalwarts of the kind of the old very intellectual uh, academics um, and visionaries. And I'm thrilled and I'm proud. And I always say that I have a Greek, like I have a Greek heart and my soul is African. And, mm. and that's how I managed to marry the two. Cool. I, See, this, it's fascinating listening to you describe it, Harry, because I think one of the, when the guys told me about the show, I had already envisioned one of the first people that popped up in my head to be a guest on the show was you. And because the nice thing about, like you just said it, we're, we're, we're more unified than we no, the, the sect of the uh, possibly the um, accents may be a bit different and everything else, but the reality of it, like, look at this guy who just well, he built the school to prolong, like, anywhere in the world with the Greek, we're, we're not, we like to colonize things, it's, it's in our mm-hmm. DNA, I think. Yes, even yes. good. You'll go to an Italian restaurant like in Sudbury, Ontario, and there's Greek souvlaki on the menu. I go, I said Greek souvlaki on the menu. Oh, my God, he's the owner. So, you know, and I go to the guy, I go to the guy, Greeks own this. He goes, how do you know Greeks own it? I said, because it's an Italian restaurant and there's Greek souvlaki on the menu. No Italian, but Greek souvlaki on the menu. Greeks do that. To re- it's almost like, yeah, we own an Italian restaurant. And when you ask the waiter who's Greek, What's the best thing on the menu at an Italian restaurant? You know what he says? <laughs> Greek souvlaki. Greek <laughs> souvlaki. I got to tell you boys something. I don't know if you've experienced this when you're in Greece, but uh, Greece has this amazing ability to to make you love it in the, in one breath and in the same breath hate it. It's something quite astonishing in our DNA. Like we are, we are. It is like I can walk into into a Greek shop and I can be completely blown away, and then I walk into another shop and I go, "Oh my God, you guys are like animals." One of my best experiences in Athens. Greeks have this. Greeks in Greece have this intensified need to want to give you their opinion. <laughs> 
<laughs> even though you haven't asked for it, okay? Like, you haven't asked for it, okay? Like, and they're not even your fear. They're not even your uncle or your cousin. Like, I walk in, so I walk into a, 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 a Greek shop at night, and I see Kokini Stokreas. Now, I know that Kokini Stokreas is nothing fancy, but I really like Kokini Stokreas. And when I see Kokini Stokreas, I don't give a fuck what else is on the menu. <laughs> I want Kokini Stokreas. So I walk into this, this restaurant with my, with my cousin, and we order Kokini Stokreas. And the owner of the restaurant goes, now when you first arrive in athens the first two weeks you're quite intimidated by them so you look at them and you go okay Mm-hmm. All right. By week three, you go, and then they look at you and they go, call up with him, call up, 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 and then she says to me, Oh God. Who the fuck are you? And then she looks at you and she goes, what do you mean you're never going to see me in your life again there's 10 million people living in Athens it's that it's that which drives you crazy you know in the... you're, Harry you're smart on you know that you know that place Goodies in Greece yes Goodies. yes the hamburger yes. yes yes I went at the Goodies I think I don't know where it was I go those went uh, and a uh, Goodie Burger and the guy looks at me Tita <laughs> Who would say that a Burger King or McDonald's in America? Never, 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 never. You know, one of my best stories ever was I was in the UK, and you know, the Brits um, don't like being uh, seen as them being offensive or offending in any way. So they might say things behind your back, but in front of you, they're very polite. And what happened is I had just, I had come from Canada and my suitcase was very overweight. And I know that I was trying my luck. And um, I thought there's only one way that I can do this. So as we get to the to the passport control and I get my suitcase in, she looks at me and she types and she looks at the suitcase and she goes, sir, you are grossly overweight. And I, at that point, thought the only way that I'm going to get that suitcase on that airplane right, is right. if I play the fact that I think that she means that I am grossly overweight. And I just look at her and I went, I beg your pardon. Because drop my voice. She realizes what's happened. She goes, no, 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 sir. That's not, no, no, it's not what I meant. No, what I... And then she frantically types away. And then before I know what the suitcase was on. <laughs> now, I mean, that's the difference. You know, in Greece, there's like, there's no way. There's absolutely, there's just no way. They they are the best of them. They are the best of humanity and the worst of humanity all in one. It's like, it's Harry, the only- Harry, do you find that was your Greek sensibility kicked? And you know what she meant. And I thought, yes. excuse me, are you speaking about me? No, no, you're right. They're very non-confrontational. It's, a, it's the Greek, yeah. It's like, how am I going to find 
a way yeah. of, of of kind of making this work to my benefit. And it's and you know what I think as Greeks we you know we, we're very passionate and we're very very alive. And I've realized that there's a lot of people that can't cope with that intensity because we're intense. I mean, look at you. You're like you're full of life. You walk in, you take over. You know, like we know we there's there's a there's a sense of there's like three crackers up our assholes. You know, <laughs> right. and, and, and 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 Anglo-Saxons can't cope with that. They cannot. Yeah. And they, they just, they cannot do it. Yeah. They, they can't even handle my, my hands and my gesticulation. They think, you know, just <laughs> stop waving your hands. You know? But I think, I think what's extraordinary uh, for me is, is the heritage that I got that I'm very proud of. And somebody interviewed me, boys, and I'll never forget that. So if, if, if I need to answer, how do you feel about being Greek? Which is a bit of a, it's a strange question because it's like saying, how do you feel having brown hair? All right. <laughs> I'll tell you what I did answer. Uh, when a journalist once asked me, how do you feel about being Greek? And I said, if there is such a thing as reincarnation and I come back as a Norwegian, I'm going to be really fucked off. <laughs> like, like the thought of having dinner and inviting friends over, four people, four chops, lamb chops with one salad. I mean, that is just the thought of me doing that. It like it panics me. Like I'm telling you, the British colonized the world so that they can eat a decent meal. That was the only reason why the British colonized the world. They wanted to eat a decent meal. One yeah, of my no food, <laughs> just for food. Like uh, one of my my outings, you know, for my Greek, my parents never allowed me to sleep over at a non-Greek person's home. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same as you guys. Yeah, like yeah. doesn't matter. Doesn't matter that Vasily's father's like into drugs and he plays <laughs> Hansa, you know. Doesn't matter that, but you can't go and stay at Nathan's home because. <laughs> Nathan, you know, Nathan is Denzelos. So <laughs> I don't know for whatever reason, all right, but they allowed me to go and stay at Nathan's home. And Nathan was a pure thoroughbred Anglo-Saxon, okay? And it was fantastic. And Nathan had a lot of money. So he had a tennis court and he had a swimming pool and he had a trampoline. And we spent the entire day. We were swimming. Then he had roller skates. They couldn't fit me, but I watched him roller skate. We jumped on the trampoline, up and down, up and down on the trampoline. We swam in the pool. This was Saturday. It was 12, half past 12, 1, half past 1, 2, quarter past 2, half past 2. Nothing. There was no food anywhere. <laughs> no, like not even a lost chocolate ball in the crevice of a couch off the movie night. There was nothing. There was nothing. And finally, at 3 o'clock, all right, the, the mother comes out on the balcony and she goes, come on, children, lunch is served. And of course, I did that. I did the fucking Legends of the Fall, you know, like, <laughs> like in slow-mo to get to the, to get to the, to, to the, to the buffet. And I look at the plate, but yeah, oh, I look up at the woman. I look at the plate. I look up at the woman. Two crumbed fish fingers. That is what she gave me. Do you have fish fingers where you come from? It's processed. It's that processed fish. fish sticks. Ugh. That's it. I did not know why I was being punished. That is what I had. Two of those. That was my experience of staying over in a non-Greek person's home. And let me tell you, there was a reason why my parents did not allow me to sleep at Anglo-Saxon's home because they knew. <laughs> You know, you know, Harry, <laughs> just listening to you talk, th that's why you're such a brilliant performer, brother. You really, I mean, it, it, you know, when they say, you know, some people, <clears throat> I've seen your stuff, you just have this ability and it's, I, and I, it's a few people can say this to other people and I think the guys can see it. You're a natural storyteller. And, and the thing is that, and what makes 
a good orator or a good comic is that you, I think you, and I think I can fall in the same category. You're able to see things on both sides. Yes. So whether it's uh, Anglo-Saxons or the Greeks, <laughs> because in order to make something funny, you got to understand the other side of it also. Yes. You know, and, and I think listening to you, tell, and these are coming out of your head naturally. You're not <laughs> yeah. even trying to be funny. You just are funny. And we're all listening because we're like, yeah, we know we've been to Ryan's house. We've been to Bobby's house. We've been to Nathan's house. And I always loved how Greeks categorize every, there's 25 million Greeks in the world. 7.2 billion people, they're the Xeni. Yes, they're the Xeni. That's it. They're the Xeni. And I always love that. They're the Xeni. Like, it's amazing how it's not even omnipotent, but I also feel it's just the way we've been raised. It's like, yes. and that's why when we have Pasca, it's you know, instead of fighting with the neighbors, Kalasetus, right? Just come, come over. How many that's, times have you been in Boston? Yeah, you know, you come over and have lamb. And yeah. then they come over, the Xeni come over eating out of knee and they're like oh my god never had lamb like this and then Greeks in their head go voice says the dubla <laughs> like, you know what like, it is it's, it's Greeks and Italians and Spanish and Portuguese I don't do the French because the French are very different right. we we food is how we when we break bread uh, it's it's a lubricant of conversation mm. food sitting around the table that's how we all grow when my father came back from the shop you know we would sit around the table and we would eat that's the one time when we got to talk so for us food and when i make food for you it's it's i'm showing you my love so i'm showing you how much i love you because i want to have you at my table and i have made you a ramado you know? and it's coming you're making it's, me it's hungry coming. now harry you know what i mean and i do make i do make a ramado yuvetsi by the way so for me it's food is is really about it's, it's that conduit of sitting around the table and telling people Hi, I'm Harry and I love you. That That's for me what it is. That's when I sit around my table. I don't put anyone around my table. I'm very specific about, look, it's also age. I'm now 40, I'm 46 years old. So with age, I've realized that there's a lot of my likes that I don't want in my life anymore. And, and, that, <laughs> and that, you know, so I have people around my table. And, and the one thing that I miss during COVID is that anthropine epaphi. It's that thing of you know of touching and and right, being right. and laughing. It's that's that's truly what I miss. Now, Harry, you do. We're going to get into what you're doing. You also do, if I'm not mistaken, it's like a cooking slash. You do yeah. corporate events where people pay you, and you kind of for a lot of people, you'll do yeah. this whole. Uh, tell us a little bit about that because I was very interested in that when you when I saw it on your profile. So basically, what we're doing and and, and the whole idea was that it was, you know, with my trip to Canada in March of last year, all of this was going to be, you know, put into play for the next uh, for the next 18 months. So what I do is it's called boutique dining and it started up, and it, this is what's so amazing, boys, how something starts up just, it, it was a dinner with friends. A friend of mine asked me, she lives in a very small apartment. She says, would you mind if I could use your apartment for book club? There's 12 girls. I went, sure. She says, would you mind helping me cook something? I said, sure. So the girls came over, they did the book club and I made them an and I made them a tiropita and a salad and I made them some desserts. And the next day I get a phone call from Nedbank. Nedbank is one of 
big private banks. And right. they said, um, can you, Harry, can you, can we pay you to do what you did last night? And I said, what did I do last night? They went, well, you came up with the food and then the storytelling. And that's how it started. Mm. So it's, um, nice. it, it is stories that have been created out of a Greek kitchen. And it's stories about the food. It's stories about love. It's stories about Xenitia, people that have left their country. Like I found amazing letters from my aunts at a time when there was no communication. You have to send them to take you 24 days to get to there. And these letters create these stories. And it's, it's astonishing. I create all the food in the kitchen. I have my entire team that works with me. But it's all home-cooked food. It's home-cooked food, but it's pumped. So if I'm going to do um, if I'm gonna do a Greek cheese pie, I'll use pepper juice. And I'll also do slithers of mint. And I'll do pine nuts. So I'll take the Greek recipes and I'll pump them. And yeah. that's what I've been doing, which is a, it's, it's gone so well. And it's also a, it's a show, basically. So you arrive and there's a show. There's narrative. There's comedy. There's heartfelt stuff. And there's song. And I weave all of that. So you leave an evening with me feeling like you've been entertained at a friend's home. And the thing is that we've done it for 10 people and we've done it for 260 people. Um, and it's about positioning, like I'll come and I'll sit on your table, I'll sit on your table and the spotlight follows me and I really create this intimate environment. So for me, I started doing pop-up experiences because I got very tired of performing in a theater where it's the stage and the audience. And I wanted to move me and move the audience. So we started taking up venues that are not theaters and we started turning them into theaters, but like a movie set so that every time I get to decide what the space looks like and where you, the, the audience, get to experience my intimacy. And it's called the pop-up experience and it's, excuse me, the pop-up theater. And, uh, and every year we create different narratives. And there's can a can lot I, of... Yes. Can I say one thing, Harry? Yeah. Nothing just upset me more about COVID than realizing that I'm deprived of this experience right now. Yeah. Like, oh, this is something you, that I want to... I want to attend one of these. I mean... Well, can we just, book you? Right? Just <laughs> you say, will. I promise you, the minute COVID is over... I mean, my irony is that, you know what? I was looking at not only Canada, but I was looking at America as well. Yeah. Boston was there. Washington was there. Um, Chicago was there on the list. It's like, it's a tour. We that basically to him amazing they, they hook yeah. up caterers because lots of greeks that would that would do that it's like what harry's talking about it's not the same thing because harry this is harry's uh concept with harry oh. talking oh, i did God. the friars yeah. club in New york harry where they did the greek night and what they did is they asked me to be the, the stand-up guest which for a yes. hundred years they've done with a greek it's always been jewish mostly yes yes the Friars club is where you know all the melton burl and billy crystal and seinfeld yes. and those guys and they had they did a greek night so I did a stand-up. They had that famous Greek restaurant in New York, either Avra or the other one. They yes. did like a Uvetsi with Rizzi and a <clears throat> salad and for all their members. And then they had a duo. And that's the night I did the uh, show with the billionaire John Katsimatidis. The guy oh, was really yes, yes. I saw that. I saw that on Facebook. Right. And he's in the front row, Harry, and I'm doing jokes. And to Tompiani and Aipno, and he's sleeping. <laughs> Because he's got narcolepsy, because and he's asleep. And I looked at the audience, only about 150 people, and I said, "You know, you're killing it when John Katsimatidis is asleep." <laughs> and there's his wife trying uh, to trying to. Wake him up. And I said, "Tell him to wear his mask." I figured he has sleep. <laughs> 
And she goes, I keep telling him, but he won't. And then Katsimatidis wakes up with one Monty open like a Prismeni Gata. He's like, like this, looking around like Pusto Diallo Ime. It was hilarious. But that thing you're talking about, Harry, I mean, what funny guys, like somebody asks him to do it, he does it. And then he gets a call from one of the biggest banks in South Africa saying, hey, would you do this for us? That's awesome. And that was nine years ago. Perfect guy. That was nine years ago. Yeah. And also, you know what? I think, do you know what it is, guys? I always, I love food. I know you can't tell. I love food. I love entertainment. And I want to, and, and I love creating, because my background, I actually haven't studied a day in my life of theater or I've studied architecture and design. That's that's what I studied. Because, of course, Greek parents, mm. so, I mean, you know, I did the next thing, which I enjoyed, which was design. So I enjoy creating spaces, but I never wanted the commitment of a, of a restaurant. I never wanted the everyday running of a theater. So this way, I get to stage two weeks, three weeks, five weeks, six weeks, an experience. We sell it out and it's gone for the year. So end of last year, we created a concept, which is called the Secret Supper Club. And we recreated a 1920s Gatsby experience where I played, where all the actors and the singers and the performers perform even when they're not performing. So when you're going to the toilet, there's an altercation of actors that's happening something in the toilets. So all the actors are constantly acting and the people all got dressed up. And of course, we did kind of a very postmodern jukebox interpretation of music. So we did like contemporary songs in, in big band swing and the audience loved it and we did it with dances and choreography I was the Don I was the mafioso at the club the club's shutting down there's a story so we really create these interactive experiences where you as the performer the you as the as the as the uh, guest feel like you're having this 360 degree experience and it is so you know um, people would get gifts and things and parcels and under the table people would get pulled out of their chair and they'd get shoved in in a black room and they'd be interrogated so it, I, I literally do these 3d experience 4d experiences wow. and and people love it and and i found something that i really you know I've, I've been very blessed i've done great broadway musicals in south africa i did hairspray which was amazing i did the buddy holly show i've done right. a lot of stuff but there's something about creating something very different that no one else is doing and that's what gives me a hard on for me doing that. And, and, and I love it. And I love surprising people. And our food comes out with roses and with dry ice and it's theatrical. And, and entire trolleys come out with kadaifi and with um, Greek desserts. And it literally becomes a theatrical experience. So eating a kurapier has an entire production of music, lights, as the waiters bring out these huge brass cloches that they bring out. So I wanted to bring food, entertainment, and visceral experience to an audience. And that's what I do. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Because you're, 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 you're modest, and that's because anybody that comes from the Commonwealth countries has been beaten down by the bread. Yes. <laughs> And I know, I mean, it's because I, I keep, you know what it is, guys? I like to keep tabs on people because, you know, we don't always talk. But now sure. because of social media, you see what's going on. And, and we have our mutual friend, Aspasia, who's, I think, yes. the biggest oh. fan in the world. She's uh, like, she's my mom. Loves my, you. Yeah. She's a, we give her a shout out. I mentioned postmodern jukebox. We had our, Ariana Savalas, who yes. was a guest on all. I mean, I, watched, I mean, Ariana Savalas, like, is 
some of her songs are even better than the originals. It's, it's oh yeah, one of the coolest ships ever. And this yeah. is why we and, and even because I can see you coming to North America, and there's enough chefs here like Christine Cushing and Peter yeah. Minaki that yes. would, instead of you because you don't have the kitchens, you know, you you can connect with these people. You work with them with your concept because basically you you can take your briefcase and go anywhere in the world and do this concept. Yes. And yeah. you're the perfect guy to do this, I think, because it's it, it just you've already we're all convinced already. We, oh yeah, <laughs> like, thanks guys. I don't you, know. you could do it in LA. You could do it in Chicago, Toronto, Montreal, Detroit, uh, Boston, Washington. You know what? For me, meeting, I mean, I'm, I'm very, like with, with you, Angelo, it's, you get to meet a lot of people on your travels and when you're doing shows, but there is something when you meet your people. Hmm. There is something. And for me, when I meet my people, I know it sounds ridiculous and cheesy, but it's it's like a connection. And it is, and of course, it's like they go, and I go, uh, my parents were both born up in Australia, and I go, my mother's up in California. And it's like, you know, it's, there's, a, there's a connection. And I think what happened is with all our parents, uh, with an exception of maybe some of the more fortunate ones, they left Greece to find a better life for themselves right. with a suitcase full of dreams. And for many of those people, those dreams didn't materialize. For many of those people, they never got to see their loved ones for many years, 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. And they arrived in a foreign country that didn't necessarily want them. The governments supposedly wanted them. Right, right, the right. people didn't. And they came and they did the best they could. And when I connect with these Greek people... When I do a show and they come and they speak to me after the show and we start chatting, I realize that my insecurities and my hangups and my angst of my parents and my siblings and my community and feeling displaced in an Anglo-Saxon world is so common to somebody who's in an audience in Montreal or in Toronto or in Miami when I was there last a couple of years ago. We have so much in common. And that's what I love. When a Greek person looks you in the eyes and goes, yes, I'm like I just, I love that. It's, 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 so it, true. it's a connection. It's a, it's a connection and it's a visceral connection. And, and that's what I love about being Greek is that we are all over the world and we mobilize. I mean, look at what you three boys are doing. I mean, this is amazing. You are connecting people across the world because of your podcasts. I have now started clicking onto people that you have interviewed to know more about them. All right. Which in the past, I mean, I like searching the net, but if I don't have a name, I, I can't go in. So all of a sudden you are giving me names, which is, you know, which is astonishing. You know, I started, I didn't, I haven't finished it, but I was looking at the, the previous one. I think was it the previous one or two back with Bubulina, you know, um, Tisha Bubulina. I mean, I'm going, this is amazing. What you guys are doing is amazing and don't let it stop. Even after COVID, just oh, continue no. doing this because it's, you're onto something truly extraordinary. And I really hope that we can break bread in the same room together somewhere in the future. I would really well, love we definitely will. We definitely will. You know, Harry, it's interesting you say that because I think the one thing people can take away, and I think the one thing that's satisfying for us, I think Adi and Forti will agree, and you've echoed that, is that it's nice to hear the stories. Like you said, there's something about it. I'll find out something about somebody in New Zealand or when I first went to South Africa, when I went to Durban and these guys upgraded my room because I found out there were Greeks that were running all these hotels in South Africa. Yeah. And all the other comics were going in a minibus and these guys are picking me up with an extended... 
talking to me, you know, we, we've heard your CD, Boruma Sabato, and our film Tsiko Yenez. I'm like, yeah. And they were like, you know, they go, and they were like, so they were telling me in Durban, South Africa, yeah. which is predominantly uh, Indian. It's the largest Indian. Yes. It's the largest Indian country. Yes. yes. But there's this little pocket of Greeks there. Okay, yes. guys. Mm. So <clears throat> we were doing the shows at the uh, at the casino and we were staying at the Zimbali Lodge. This Oh, amazing. Stupid, amazing. Stupid amazing. Lodge on the ocean with Springbok and everything. The guy goes, put up on my family. These guys, they're like Greek mob guys. They owned Italian and Greek <laughs> So all the comics were there. Trevor Noah, Jim Freeze, all those guys were on with me on the show. So they go, and the guy goes, uh, Trevor Noah goes, uh, mate, he goes, there's no restaurant. No, no. No, no, there are restaurants open. You're not aware of them. What, yeah. are, you, what are you talking about? I go, we got up in Florida Street, right? There's an Italian. Absolutely. One, right? Yeah, and you know. Yeah. The guy goes, see the Alex Antithelis. So I said to the guys, I got this guy. Uh, uh, I said to him, uh, how about Italian food? Hey, you know, they called the restaurant. They kept it open. And all these comics go at, you know, at 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night. There's a waitress and a, a chef. <laughs> they made us complete dinner at midnight. Yeah. And then later on, there's a guy who ran the nightclub that they couldn't, I guess it was part of their part of their repertoire. <laughs> so we ate there. We went to the nightclub. And this guy comes in a papillon wearing a tuxedo. He looked yeah. like a evil <laughs> guy. Yeah. And he comes down with a Xantiana Melachrini, one on each arm. Yeah. And he goes, <laughs> I go, Partes. <laughs> I was joking, but I thought the guy, the other guys, now a lot of these guys have gone on to be huge, uh, big comics. They still remember. And he goes, Ange, he goes, we were in South Africa in Durban. He goes, you're from Canada. And even Trevor Noah, I remember him saying to me, how the hell I'm South African? Like, you know, Trevor Noah was a big star in South Africa before he went to the Daily Show. Yes, yeah. He should have you on, actually, because you're one of his, you're a Joe Burger. He's from uh, Soweto Township and stuff. But he said, even Trevor Noah and Koki Falco and those guys come to me, Harry. And they're like, how is it? How the hell did they find you? How is it these restaurants are, and nightclubs are staying open for us? I go, because they're Greek. Because <laughs> they're Greek. That's it. They're Greek. And, and exactly what you're saying. And, and because and that's the hospital. Guys, that's the kind of hospitality I was getting in South Africa. And it'd be the same for you because it's like we have that. And they're they're like, that's how Greeks sniff each other out. Yes. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> you know what you've just made, made uh, reminded me about when it came to school uh, when it came to maths Imuna Bufos. I was like, bad, all right. And of course, I needed to pass. So my parents found this Afrikaans teacher, Afrikaans as in origins of Dutch, right, uh, to help me. And I would go to her home every Tuesday and, you know, and do, Africa, do maths with her for an hour. And in that hour, if I got a glass of water, it was because I asked for a glass of water. Right. right. Fast forward two months later, and we find out there are two Greek teachers, South African Greeks, who are teaching maths. And guys, I fucking loved it because it was an hour and a half. And in the exact half mark, the mother would come out and go, And then, then, like, the mothers would come out, all right? And they would give me coffee and Coca-Cola, and they would make me, like, little sandwiches and little little bureke or little tiropitaike or little meatballs. And I thought, that's what it is. You know, there's a, you can't teach 
You can't teach that. How do you teach that to someone? You cannot. And and that's 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 what it is. And I've got to share one thing before because I know the time's ticking. I could spend the whole night talking to you guys. Um, when I was in Canada, <laughs> I did a show, right? Anyway, I, I finally met a South African that's now living in Canada, right? And she's not Greek. Um, she was a Jewish woman. And she said to me, um, you know, you know, I, I love going to Greek town and, and I love Greeks and I love food and blah, 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 and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and she says to me, are you happy in South Africa? And I said, look, it has its challenges, but, you know, it's home. Because, of course, South Africa, we have terrible crime. I mean, unfortunately, we have a very bleak reality when it comes to crime in South Africa. It's just part of the landscape, uh, which it's, it's hard. Anyway, so she says to me, you know, we've been living here for 10 years and we're very happy. And I said, that's lovely. She says, um, are you happy there? And I went, yes, I am. She went, really i said yes she says and you wouldn't want to move to canada and i said not at this point and she looked at me and she went really yeah. I said, yes and she says you know that there's no crime in canada in toronto we've got no crime and i said really you've got no crime she goes we've got no crime and at that point i thought do i don't i do i don't i and then i think something came up and i went oh screw it i will i said my darling of course you don't have crime at 25 degrees below zero who the fuck's gonna leave their home to steal a plasma tv <laughs> how badly do you want to watch gray's anatomy i mean no wonder you've got no crime got no crime got no crime got no crime yeah <laughs> oh come on there's no sex yeah. crimes because nothing's moving at minus 30. nothing's moving at minus 30. <laughs> And it's like, I remember the first time I got to Canada, I see, you know, they come and they fetch me from the airport and I see snow and I went, oh, can we stop the car so I can photograph? And they went, don't you want to do it tomorrow? And I went, it will melt. And I remember Aspasia, Aspasia telling me, honey, you're hot. You ain't that hot. It's not going to melt until March, you know? And that, that was, see, that's why I found was amazing. And that's why we're, you know, and, and we've been fortunate to travel and do what we like to do. Yeah. Meet people while we're doing it. And I think that's the, the key. And when, uh, you know, even with doing this, we want to bring that awareness. And we've said this before with Porti and Adi that, you know, we want this, we, we encourage and want people who watch the show to say, hey, I, we like your guests. And this has happened a lot. We like your guests. I can use them for this or use them for that. Right now, there's a, a producer friend of mine. I'm trying, his name's uh, Chris Phillip. He's a big, yeah. big st studio head. They just, the guy, they did Vikings. Now they're doing the story of Alexander the Great in Greece. Oh, wow. wow. And they're doing it as a series. Wow. So and he's part of it. So in a, he's from New York and I smoke cigars with him here in LA. And he's, I haven't been able to talk to him lately because he's busy, but I want to get him on. And he said, yeah, I'll do the show. He says, I'm happy to do it. You know, uh, but sometimes it's just a matter of availability because you know sure. around a lot and uh and i thought finally because we keep seeing these series about narcos they oh, keep yes. series about you know the drug cartels and all that stuff and, and they show the historical like the queen on netflix yeah. with claire foy which excellent series and all these other things and now they finally which i think has been a while we're going to see an actual television series about alexander the great I think that's great. and But you see, again, it made me think when I was in Thessaloniki, uh, Harry, everybody you meet, they're descendants of Alexander. Yes, of course, everyone is. You know what, everyone, it's like, it's like, you guys are in fucking drugs. Completely. Do you know what it is? Do you guys know anyone who's ever said to you, 
that they went to a medium and the medium said to them that they were a fucking dustbin man in Honolulu 300 years ago. Like no one's ever a dustbin man. Everyone is either someone, a countess in a court or like everyone is a descendant of Alexander the Great. No one is a fucking washerwoman sitting in Mitilini, all right, washing clothes in a horio. Like no one is that. Everyone is always some royal medieval countess. I mean, come on. Sparty, right? So I'm a descendant of Leonidas. Yes, you are. I'm five. I'm five. (laughs) My dad was, their family's 302. They didn't make the cut. (laughs) You know, Harry, I drive a Chrysler 300S, which is a car by 300S. And the guy goes, 300S, what's it mean? 300 Spartans, abbreviated. I love it. I goes, them is Kessies. <laughs> Look, this has been wonderful, Harry. Uh, I think, you know, we, we we don't try to keep our guests too long. We, you know, you're definitely, we're going to do a repeat with you. Yes. Because, I'd love to. I'd love you to. Know, you're, you've been phenomenally fantastic. And before, what we do, uh, we have a, a, a ritual at the end where Forti is going to ask you some questions about being sure. great. But we want, right now, tell us what's upcoming. I know it's things, and, and, and social handles, where can people see the Ari show? Sure attaches it so um if, if people want to i mean i'm i'm not very good with social media but I'm, I'm now having to so they can get hold of me on facebook which is just harry sideropolis or on instagram which is harry underscore sideropolis and then we, we're currently putting my website together which is harry so if you just type harry sideropolis you'll find it what i did is i just wo- worked now with a beautiful jazz singer canadian jazz singer called addy braun and we just did an amazing you'll find it on youtube you'll find it online we just did an amazing version of Baby, it's COVID outside. It's a ripoff of Baby, it's cold outside. Um, but uh, at the moment, what I'm also doing, which is fantastic, this is completely different to anything else. If you want to get a feeling of some of the quirkiness that I like playing with, I have been, um, I'm the creative director of uh, a website which is called tastymoments.life. Tastymoments.life. And you can follow it on Facebook. You can follow it either just directly on the website. And it's all the food. Um, it's a brand of the Dr. Utka, which is the Ital pizza and it's the nice and easy it's all frozen food and they asked me to come on board and turn this food upside down you'll see my hands and I recipe develop and it's my quirky voice doing all the voiceover where we take food not seriously and I give you versions of how to pimp the food so that's ongoing and I'm so grateful for that work because in a time with COVID we were able to do this so tasty moments that life is amazing and for the rest is I'm once COVID is over we are really working on my on my show seriously which I think you can see the poster behind me. Seriously was my very big show, which I want to premiere in Toronto and Montreal and hopefully the rest of America, North America. And uh, for now, we just want to survive. We just want to survive the pandemic. Our our numbers are not doing good in South Africa. Remember, we are not America. We are not Canada. We are a developing nation. So we're not quite there with the vaccine yet. So for me right now, I just want us to survive. It was a tough year. I lost my mom end of uh, beginning of last year, not to COVID. And COVID has not allowed us the ability to be with loved ones and to grieve. It's been very hard. So for me, I just want to survive. But I'm online. I create, uh, we do fun videos. We do cooking shows on line we just want to survive so that i can come back whether it's in a year's time or in two years time and destination number one is toronto montreal and then followed boston chicago and so on and so forth that's what i want to do Um, so i'm i'm thrilled that i met you boys i really really am and and let's have uh, some scotch together in the future absolutely yes great choice of scotch by the way thank you
Uh, this has been uh, not just a treat, but an honor. I truly enjoyed this segment, as we enjoy all of them. But uh, this was great. We're so happy that we got to to meet you virtually, I guess, and at some point soon in person. Thank you. Um, Thank and you. as Angel has said, you know, we love to end our segments with some questions to our guests. You have made us aware that uh, you have a love for and a passion for cooking, and you mentioned some of your dishes. But we always like to ask uh, each guest if you can let us know, aside from cooking your store, yes, your favorite and least favorite Greek food. My least favorite Greek food. That's very easy. It's horta. Yeah. I can't do horta. Oh. I cannot do horta. I go to Greece and my fear goes, Ella, horta, horta, horta. I, like, I want to gag. I have a gag reflex when I do horta. That's the first um, one for us, horta. That's, I don't like horta. My best Greek meal, it's hard, but it has to be for me, it has to be, you see, I love cooking and store anything. Sure. So for me, it's got to be the Zmirneika Zuzukakia, those oh, little beautiful one. meatballs, the long ones. Zuzukakia, Merisi. Merisi, lock me in a room with that and <laughs> I will do unspeakable things. Good <laughs> choice, Harry. I love that. Make sure, Artie, you have Suzukake when uh, Harry visits us, okay? Absolutely. Okay. Awesome, awesome. You know, we mentioned how we all have similar experiences growing up with our parents. Yes. May let us know some of your parents' favorite sayings while growing up as a Greek in the house. Mm. <laughs> Number one. Yes. <laughs> Number two. Πάλι καλά που έχω τη φωτογραφία σου για να θυμάμαι πώς φαίνεσαι. Nice. Always. <laughs> going. And then I've got to tell you the story of my late mom, which still makes me laugh. I moved out of out of home at the tender, vulnerable age of 27. Um, I was a pioneer. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and that day when I moved out of home, my mom was, I lost my father when I was very young. So it was just my mom at that stage. She was distraught. And I had my, I was carrying my suitcase and she said, ah, σήμερα είναι πολύ δύσκολη μέρα, γόρι μου. And I said, καλά ρε μαμά, όταν εσύ ήσουν 22 χρονών, έφυγες για την Αφρική από την Αθήνα. Ah, it's not the same thing. Και της μου λέει, who's is going to look after you? Πρόσθεσε προσέχει. Και λέω, μαμά, I'm going to be okay. She says, And I took a look and I went, Ma, I think I'm going to be okay. <laughs> and she said, And I looked at her and I went, Ma, I am moving from the fifth to the ninth floor of the same apartment block. I moved from the fifth to the ninth floor. It's not even a move, guys. It's like an internal transfer. It's like an internal transfer. And for that long and treacherous journey from the fifth to the ninth floor, my mother gave me ten of spanakopitakia. That is for me, the Eonia mama leaving the house with a tapper. Tapper. Oh, and classic. And I don't know about you boys and your mothers and your yayavas. So that was one of my favorite stories. But your life has ended. If your mother gives you a tiropita in a Pyrex and you don't return the Pyrex, ah. you don't return the Pyrex and they cannot be fooled by any substitute, guys. Right. Because my mother's Pyrex had a crack and I lost it. I fucking lost it. So I went and I bought her a new one. It's a standard Pyrex dish. And I gave it to her and I said, my mother to Pyrex. She says, after then it's a Pyrex. I said, my to Pyrex. She goes, to the comu he crack. After then he crack. And I went, well, you don't have a fuck. Mothers and the Pyrex. Oh, so That's, those, are, those are my memories of, oh, and Greek doilies everywhere. Yeah. Fucking Greek. There was a doily. There's a doily. If, if a Greek mother had her way, she put a doily under the Parthenon. There was a doily. 
there's a, a doily everywhere under yeah. the lamp on the TV. Like for for years, my mother wore. We used to watch Larry King live, and for and, and there was a, a doily hanging over the TV with a pop plant, and I thought that Larry King wore a doily. I mean, <laughs> that's the kind of house that I grew up. Oh man, this is great. And then Harry, lastly, last question. Uh, as Greeks, obviously superstition is a big part of our culture. Yes. Any superstition that you grew up with and still maybe live by? <laughs> uh, yes, but it's not a superstition. It's not a, it's not like don't cross a, don't go under a step ladder because you know, it's sure. bad luck. Um, <laughs> uh, apparently I've spoken to many Greek people and some Greek people do this and other Greeks don't. My mother had this thing where she believed that if you making an avrolem on a soup and if you don't want it to curdle at that moment, when you take the, you know, the loose mixture that you pour into the Avro lemon or soup. Yeah. At that point, when you move it, when you pour it into the main soup, you have to make kissing sounds. <laughs> <laughs> or it will curdle. No. And let me tell you, as a 46-year-old fucking man, I am not prepared to risk it. When I make a problem on a soup, I take that big bowl and a giant of a man, I make fucking kissing noises. Because <laughs> I ain't going to fucking take the risk. Oh, man, that's awesome. Oh, guys, oh, guys, I, I'm going to say it, but I, I think this was probably one of my favorite episodes. I, I, I second that. I second that. Harry, you, as Angelo said, you're you're an amazing storyteller. You, you had the story so well put and kept me in suspense. The hour flew by. I am so eager to attend one of these shows, have some good food, have some entertainment. You're a very captive storyteller. And we thank you so much for being with us. And you have probably one of the best laughs I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, it's, I do. <laughs> we we want... really thank you, man. Thank you so much. It's just oh, thank, been thank such you. joy. Thank such you so much. We appreciate it. And we're going to link all your, uh, every way people could find you and get in touch with you. And Foti, thank you. Angelo, thank Thanks, man. Uh, you know, you know the best people, and Harry's an example of that. Happy to have you on, Harry. Happy to have you on. Angela, a pleasure. A pleasure, a pleasure. We're going to be eating cooking in store, and should like you, Mazi. Ari and Forty. Absolutely. I'm telling you happen in the next year. All yes. right. Absolutely. Yes. yes. All right. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time. Harry, once again, you're awesome. We love you. Thank, Thank you, guys. You. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. Good night. Good night. Great meeting you. Good night. Good night.